thing on him, finding my motivation. It's not at the bottom of the shot glass. How do you know unless you get there? Exactly. <laughs> Gotten there twice and haven't found it, so I got to keep trying. <laughs> you just have the wrong shot glass. Oh, that's. Can I get one of the ones with the naked lady at the bottom? Uh, this one has a dancing skeleton. Oh, cool. So it could be a naked lady. Timing is good. A little too naked. <laughs> it's a frosted Death Valley shot glass with a dancing skeleton. I like mine without clothes, but with skin. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but somehow that makes it super creepy. <laughs> Welcome to Buried Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser-known films in detail, so there will be spoilers. I'm Tom. I'm Nate. You, you guys in the barn, you can't coordinate? <laughs> I was waiting for Brian or Steven. I'm Kevin. I'm Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian's somewhere out there in the ether. Spreadsheeting. Um, <laughs> How do you manage to make everything sound dirty, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> It's the most innocuous thing ever, and somehow it just sounds filthy. Well, it just depends on what I'm spreading the sheets on. I mean, that's really what it is. <laughs> He's spreading them over an oven. Mm. Gotta keep them warm. Okay. Um, <laughs> tonight, we talk about uh, Blue Ruin. Uh, last podcast, Steve had picked Green Room, which is from director Jeremy Saulnier. So I went with Blue Ruin. Another title with uh, a movie with title with a man. Another movie with the color in the title, uh, <laughs> and uh, the theme was going to be blue. So Nate chose Blue Monkey because that's the first thing he thought of. Yeah. Um, and he will reap the rewards. Wow, so many rewards. Um, so Blue Ruin is uh, I actually forget what year it's from. Twenty fourteen. Two thousand thirteen. Thank you. Uh, from director Jeremy Saulnier, starring Macon Blair, who was also in Green Room. This is a uh, revenge thriller. Uh, I'd seen it a few years ago. I was really impressed by it. Revenge thrillers are pretty much a dime a dozen, but I think this one does it with a really fresh take. So, um, It's the story of a homeless man who finds out that the man who was convicted of murdering his parents uh, has gotten out of prison, so he goes on a quest to seek vengeance, and things just kind of snowball, mainly because he is not like a professional at all at this. <laughs> so he's just kind of like he's he's a he's a DIY uh, revenge. Seeker. He's he's really terrible at it. I mean, he's well, he, he's a uh, yeah, he's intelligent. He can't, yeah, he, he yeah. can't shoot a gun, but right, and he's not good. He he gets lucky a lot. That's true. Yeah. So, um, it's a pretty bare bones movie, uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. So, I've been wanting to get it on the podcast for a while. So, when Steve picked Green Room, this was a perfect opportunity. Uh, let's see what everybody else thinks of it. Uh, why don't I start with Steve? Uh, no, can you start with somebody else? Sure. This was the first uh, movie I watched, and I watched it three and a half weeks ago. So I need a little Steve, bit of refresher. A refresher. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go with, uh, God, so many choices. 
No Patrick, no Brian. Let's go with uh, Kevin. What did you think of Blue Ruin? I really liked it for the same reasons I really liked Green Room. It focuses on a color. <laughs> no. Um, actually, I, I'm partially kidding. I, I really enjoyed this movie. I felt very vested in this character. And I got to ask something just to get it out of the way. What the hell's the title have to do with it? That was the one thing that kept me going. Not yeah. the one thing, but... It's the car, right? At, is it the car? Remember Fine. he wears that blue shirt that one time? I mean, yeah. I'm not all... sure. I just, I think it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a good title, even if it's not like. Yeah, and it doesn't. Phonetically, it sounds great. Hinge on. Like, just the, the way Blue Ruin together. Yeah. Sounds like fantastic. Like Jewel Honestly, it sounds like a name that some stupid Hollywood person would give their kid to me. I, I agree. I'm going to name my daughter Blue Ruin. <laughs> what the and f- I want her to do porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it, the, the title has no bearing on, on my experience. I was just, it was more of a curiosity. But I, I really enjoyed this for the same reasons that I enjoyed Green Room. The style that it was shot, the, the way the characters were revealed to us, I don't want to say slowly, but deliberately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it starts out with, with this homeless man, Dwight, living in his car, and you're going, okay, wh- what's going on here? And and in a couple of minutes, they're able to help you understand what his life has been like for an extended period of time. You don't know how long it is. You don't know why yet. Right. But you know what he's been through. You know what he has to do to survive. And then you're going, okay, well, with things going the way they are lately, is it, you know, is, uh, is it PTSD because he went through a war? Is it, you know, some tragedy in his life? And, and you come to find out that his parents were murdered. Um, and so, okay, that drives uh, his current lifestyle. And then it continues to unfold. And, and he's got a, a, at first I thought it was his wife and kids. I guess it's his sister and her kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of makes sense, you know, with the, the their parents obviously were now both murdered. And you can see how differently she's handling it versus how he's handling it. And then it was kind of shocking when the uh, the officer comes up to the car and you're going, okay, they're going to, you know, get rid of him and find out. No, they know he's there. They know who he is. They sympathize with him. And they, right. and they tell you what's happened recently. And it was, to me, very shocking that you get this seemingly docile harmless man just flips a switch and he's now going to go do something to the person that killed his parents and uh, like we we've said he he fortuitously stumbles through the second half of the movie and doesn't die until the end Uh, it was it was very well shot the acting kind of like patrick stewart in green room you don't have to give a lot to convey a tremendous amount of emotion and, and information and he did the same thing in this dwight did and i i really enjoyed it all right nate um yeah i'm with uh with kevin again on this i think um you can really see Sonia's skill here and you can see how he then used that into green room um unlike a movie that we did in the previous podcast that place beyond the pines um this movie uses the kind of quiet instead of as like a sort of oppressive tone, it, it manages to make it like mysterious, right? You're still, what's, what you're watching isn't just some character walking along the beach. You're watching them live their life and you're wondering why they live that way, why they make these choices. And he does a really good job of giving you these breadcrumbs 
And so, like, spoiler alert, as we start to learn that, you know, the person that he killed isn't the actual person who killed his parents, and now he's caused further problems where he's going to have to commit more murder um, and these twists and turns. And what does he do when, you know, you just keep a person in your trunk? Um, yeah. But th- but it's, or when he's, like, driving away with the limo and there's a, you the know, teenagers. you yeah, the teenager's, teenagers in there, right? And we don't notice that because his banging is, like, the same as the thump of the tire that he cut. And so there's so many of these little, like, twists that he has to, he makes these smart decisions, he barricades himself in these houses, he gets rid of all their guns, but then he's, he still trips up. He still makes these mistakes, right? It still comes back to haunt him. And he, he doesn't want to kill him, but he feels like he has to. And um, Buzz McAllister, like, actually gives him good advice and things like this, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like the character, actually. Yeah. Um, he's kind of, like, you get a sense of their history without it being you know, explicated. Yeah, when he like when he's like talking about the guns and he's he's like I don't know if, he's like look it's not about I want you to, I want to know what purpose you're using them for I don't want to know what you're gonna do, and I I think that's a nice twist where he saves him but it it makes sense I feel like that character would kind of look out for him, you know. Yeah, and that's why he removes the car battery. Yeah. Yeah. I I like there's a lot of really subtle stuff going on in here I like how when he uh, goes to slash the tire on the limo he cuts his hand like that's mm-hmm. a yeah. common thing for people unexperienced people attacking with a knife often cut themselves. I, I just like that little bit. Um, it's like he has, he's intelligent, he has good ideas, but every way he tries to actually do them, it's like really messy. And It's like he's trying to be a revenge thriller hero. Yeah. But it's more realistic. It's more, you know, he makes stupid mistakes that anybody would make. Right. Yeah. It's not because he's stupid. It's just because he's seen it done in the movies like this, so he's trying yeah. to do that. And it doesn't actually work out yeah. like that ever. Yeah, I like how halfway through his lunch with his sister, he's like, where are your children? They never called the cops. Like, he just, like, had that realization. And they figure it out, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he also does smart stuff. Like, he does wait, to. He doesn't just open the trunk. Yeah. And, like, let yeah. the guy... He does, which is stuff... Because th- that does feel like a guy who has watched revenge thrillers. Mm-hmm. He's like, why do they do these? make these dumb decisions? I'm not going to be that guy. But then realizing that, yeah, you are still human. You are still... Yeah. There's still going to be unpredictable... Yeah, he steals the gun out of the truck, and it's got a lock on it, and he's trying to break it open, and he ends up he just throwing it out. Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he breaks the gun before he breaks the lock, yeah. Tries to take yeah. the arrow out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he oh, that. that's great. <laughs> but then I liked it, how, how he did that, how he wandered into the hospital that hit his car. Yeah, So right. that he knew he could just wake up and walk out. He could get treatment and get out of there. He's not dumb, but he's living in a real world. Yeah, yeah. he's intelligent, but he's in way over his head. Yeah. Um, Steve, have you been sufficiently refreshed? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, I didn't, I felt like this wasn't quite as tightly put together as Green Room. Uh, but I, that, now that I think about it, I remember that's kind of part of it is that it's a, it's kind of a messy movie. It's sort of a, what if a revenge thriller really happened kind of thing. Right. And it's, so it's supposed to be kind of messy. You know, he, he, kills the guy that he's trying to kill right at the beginning. And you're like, what the, what the hell? I, I guess the movie's over now, you know? And you're kind right. of wondering Ta-da. where, I remember thinking, where is this going to go now? Yeah. You yeah. know, because he, he did what he set out to do. So what's next? And the slow reveal of one that revenge is never as neat as, well, he did bad to this person. So I'm going to get revenge. 
it's not it's more shakespearean than that it's you know there was this relationship and it produced a kid and this really does by the time i got to this i remember thinking this could be a a modern shakespeare play you know Mm -hmm. just the way it it becomes much more complex than than a simple i gotta kill this guy because he done me wrong and the characters do stupid things trying to you know follow that storyline so i i i i like this i didn't quite like it quite as much as green room because it's still even though i understand why it was a little messier and a little looser it still i mean it still feels a little bit more happenstance like things happen just because like he gets lucky a few times and things like that so but i still enjoyed it quite a bit and it's you can see it clearly see his directing style and i'm really excited to see what this guy does next yeah and it was interesting i was paying more attention this time just because of the, the blue and green thing because i remember green yeah. room having kind of a green look to it yeah but i was i was really paying attention this time watching this and this actually does have a blue look to it mm. there's a lot of blue in this movie and i just think it's i was like is this just like this guy's trying a different color every time like yeah but i don't know um uh, talking about the guy in the trunk I noticed on this watch too that that this movie actually has like green room has like kind of a dark sense of humor because that guy in the trunk gets off some great lines yeah he does and seems very reasonable <laughs> yeah you know just like patrick stewart kind of seemed reasonable when his lines right. were reasonable but there's something behind it that you know isn't going to quite work out well right. for anybody yeah. but yeah that guy that actor i think gives just a great performance just mm-hmm. i mean he's not given a lot to do but just the the humor and the kind of like you said the he's very level-headed i, I feel like macon blair is he's in this and green room i feel yeah. like he does a really really good job because he this is a hard role to play yeah right threatening but still bumbling yeah because yeah. he's, he's such a meek guy yeah and I, everything i've ever seen him in before he's kind of the the bumbling sort of sidekick kind of thing. So it's, what it was else have you seen him in? I, I I was trying to think. What, I can't can't think off the top of my head. But he always plays this sort of bumbling sidekick kind of character. So I don't think I can't think of anything besides these two that I've seen him in. Um, he's also in Saulnier's earlier Murder Party. Oh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Uh, all right. Why don't we grade this? Uh, we'll start with Kevin again. I'm trying to think if there's any reason to give it a B. No, I'm going to give it an A. All right. Nate? Yeah, I'm going to give it an A. I mean, I think, Tom, we went through this really quickly because there's not, oddly enough, there's not that many faults. This is a great movie to just sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it takes you on just a really fun, fascinating ride. Steve? Yeah, I, I, it, this is it, like Green Room. It's it's a just a revenge thriller, but... It's a really well made, and it kind of it plays with the cliches of the revenge thriller, just like Green Room plays with the cliches of the um, sort of torture porn horror kind of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, it do- just does it really, really well. I-, I don't think this is it's quite as I don't know. There, I-, I had some pacing issues with it, but not enough to feel like it was you know they would be really nitpicky stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I give it an A. Cool. I also give it an A. And Patrick uh, gives it a B. What did he serious? give it? Kevin? So for Patrick's grade, he gave Blue Ruin 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Somebody actually earned a gold star. Uh, yeah. Wow. Brian, Brian, you need to watch this movie immediately. <laughs> I, uh, wow. Why, do you think, think I won't like it? I don't know. You're, you're, it's not in your wheelhouse. <laughs> no, actually, I think you will like it a lot. All right. Um, somebody want to do some movie questions about this movie? Sure. What scene from this movie would you want in your dreams? Uh, there's no cool hmm. like action sequences where you're like that would be awesome. I mean, there's a scene where he's swimming, but he's homeless. <laughs> where he finds the free tickets to the carnival. Oh, that'd be fun. Maybe. It's about the yeah, I really, I really thought he was going to use exactly. Yeah, I was just, just I was like, come on, man, yeah. oh, go cool get a bookmarker. What? No, <laughs> get some funnel cake or cotton candy. Splurge a little. Ride the Tilt-A-Whirl. Jesus, do something happy. <laughs> Make something of yourself. I know. <laughs> here's, here's a better it's, one. It's, it's strange because these kind of like hopeless kind of movies don't usually do well for me. Yeah. There is hope something though, about because the son, the kid escapes. Yeah, he lets him go, which is you know an act of mercy because that's his, his mother's his or his father's daughter. I forget which one was the one. It's his half-brother? Yeah, mm-hmm. essentially. So. Right. But like, what happens to that kid now? Yeah, he has nobody, that's and he's true. clearly still very much like a young kid. That's that's a messed up kid. Like he shot a man. His whole family's dead. See, and and this director knew stop here. Don't do right. two more movies. Or, yeah, two more movies essentially <laughs> in the same one to show you what happens to the kid. All right. Next question is. <laughs> the question came up. All right. So more or less dicks. <laughs> there are zero dicks. I feel like that's the right amount of dicks in a movie. I don't know. I mean, if Unless we're talking, it's, uh, if we're not talking biological, forgetting Sarah Marshall. In forgetting Sarah Marshall, it's appropriate. There's plenty of dick. There's plenty, but do you want more? No, no. Okay. I, there's the right amount. Okay. Usually, the right amount is zero. Forgetting what about Sarah Hamlet Marshall, it's more than zero. Anything with Steve Coogan. Oh gosh, less oh. dicks. Yeah. Has anyone seen Alpha Papa with Steve Coogan? No. What he does with his dick in that. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Oh my gosh. That makes me want to see it less. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. I should get on the podcast. Oh, here we go. For these politically charged times, why is this movie an example of everything wrong with America? Well, are we going to talk about gun laws? Or... Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Gun... yeah, the only thing I can think about with this one is, uh, yeah, just yeah. the proliferation of guns. Guns are everywhere. But he also, like, gets rid of all of their, the bad guy guns. And then there, there is that one scene, the one gun that he steals has a gun lock on it, which is responsible gun ownership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not. You know, because that's not... the point of a gun lock. A so it's someone steals it. a shotgun on a lazy chair. <laughs> a lazy boy. Which was kind of ingenious. I, I, yeah. I didn't give it for them, but still didn't work out well. <laughs> it does show you that uh, shotguns don't launch you across the room. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of takes the buckshot. and you Usually don't even kill you. That, yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Unless you hit full in the face. Right. Even then, right? Dick Cheney shot that guy in the face. <laughs> that was a bird shot, man. Yeah. That oh, was still. <laughs> so that's, that's our conclusion that What's wrong with America is shotguns aren't powerful enough. <laughs> well, you want to just flick chart then? We're going to add Blue Ruin to our flick chart. Flick chart's a website we use. Uh, we uh, lets you add movies. What does it do? 
<laughs> puts two movies up against each other at random, and you can choose which one you like better, builds your rankings for you automatically, or you can add a movie to your flick chart and rank by title. Uh, we're adding Blue Ruin. We have 602 movies on our flick chart, and the first movie it comes up against is Kevin's favorite movie of all time, <laughs> Tickled. It's not random. It's a bubble sort. <laughs> Good, Brian. Tickled blue. Whoa. Blue ruin, easily. Yeah, blue ruin. Yeah, blue ruin. I'm going blue ruin. Everybody wet blue ruin. Blue ruin beats tickled. Comes up against Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Captain America. Captain I'll go America. blue ruin. Sorry, Captain America. Okay. I'm going to go Captain America, too. I don't know why, why I chose Green Room over this. It was just kind of a gut reaction, but I guess it's because I like Green Room better. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's, at, Nate's at doing a review by himself. <laughs> he's arguing both sides. Are you guys not voices in my head? We are all supporting players in each other's movies. <laughs> Winter Soldier wins. Blue ruins up against Steve's favorite movie, Cloud Atlas. This is following a similar trajectory. to. Mm-hmm. I'm going Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. I'm thinking about these. and in, in the last pairing, in my head, it was like, okay, I think I like Blue Ruin better than Green Room. But then this came up. And last time I picked Green Room over Cloud Atlas. Now I'm thinking mm-hmm. of picking Cloud Atlas over Blue Ruin. But I like Blue Ruin more. What is happening? I don't know. <laughs> One of the reasons I like Flick Chart is it's made me really reevaluate my relationship to films and just like the way I think about them. I think Kevin's decisions based on the fact there are no dead girls to make out with. <laughs> so, well, not until the very end. Not until the very end. I have standards. Come on. <laughs> There's a bizarre theme to run through this. Yes, there is. I'm going to go Blue Ruin. So four? Yeah. Blue Ruin? All right. Ooh. Blue Ruin versus Green Room. Green Room. Blue Ruin. Green Room. What's interesting about this is. When I saw Green Room the first time, I thought it was a lesser film than Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin just has something more going on below the surface. But rewatching them both again, Green Room actually seems like a more, like a tighter, like better constructed film. Yeah, I think, I mean. So that's a weird switch for me. Green Room seems like the rare thriller that it's just so meticulously put together. So Green Room was made after Blue Ruin, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it feels like I wanted to make sure before I said this. It feels like he's kind of refined his craft a little bit. Well, what's interesting, um, reading an interview with him about this, is that he wanted to do a movie like Green Room before he became too famous to do a movie like Green Room. Oh, I think I read something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like something about just the because Green Room is just like a, a a nasty, like uncompromising movie. Yeah. Right which I usually don't like, but he does it with such skill and such humor and such even like humanity. I think I'm actually going to go green room on this. That puts blue ruin at number 246 in our flick chart. One spot below green room. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. I mean, they're, it does, yeah. they're both quality thrillers. We are going to take a short break, come back and talk about Nate's pick, which blows all other picks away. Mm-hmm. Or at least Nate blue, blue It blues them. <laughs> Blues them. Uh, Blue Monkey, 1987. They breed, they hatch, they kill. Maybe it's just a phase. 
The poster doesn't even make any sense. The poster is uh, better than the movie in some ways. That poster looks awesome. If I saw that poster, I'd want to watch that movie. Right. Yeah. Be drawn in. It's good art. You're looking at the uh, the quote unquote classic one, the, the face. The face screaming and the green blood yeah. splattering all around. Yeah. So to pair with uh, Tom's movie, he gave me the theme of blue. I chose uh, Blue Monkey, which, um, according to IMDb, was originally called Green Monkey. So either way, we were getting this movie. Beastie Boys, right? Yeah. No, it wasn't. But they changed it. They changed the title. Yes, according to it, they changed the title since there was a conspiracy theory that green monkeys had spread AIDS to humans. (laughs) Someone should have definitely put two and two together and been like, this seems extra sketchy. What monkey's green? I thought George Soros started it all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Blue Monkey is a Canadian movie. It's it's Canadian made, but it takes place in an American town. American, yeah, I felt like it said like they had like. Did they say <laughs> at some point say Milwaukee? I thought they did. Like uh, there's like police think, cars pulling up, and it says like American police on it. I think it was in New York. <laughs> was it New York? I think oh. it's in New York, and the reason why they went to the uh, LIDC. They went to the LIDC. The, yeah, but is that a thing? No, and at first I was like, oh, that's the Long Island Disease yeah. Control. And it wasn't. It was like the... The Lincoln Institute for Disease right. Centers. but there was something yeah. after I was like, what that, about the CDC? Yeah. That, there was something <laughs> after that that made me think, oh, okay, well, it's still in New York, though. Yeah. But I don't remember what. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I thought I saw Milwaukee at some point. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe but like, this is Canadians' impressions of us. Yeah, um, dead on. <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought, I was like, did Nate pick the first Canadian horror film that we've done in the podcast? And the fact is that you have not. Um, there's a subgenre called Canuxploitation, uh, which just, it's basically like, it's basically like post-70s Canadian horror and sci-fi. I think um, this would probably fall into it. It does, and this is actually the fourth Canuxploitation movie we've done. Really? No way. I don't after believe that. We've done Cube. We've done Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and we've done Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, wow. Oh, Canadians are weird. Yeah. Canadians are not as polite as I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Range trajectory. Yeah. Well, anyways, Blue Monkey. <laughs> Blue Monkey is about a detective who just happens to show up at a hospital and is then put in control. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, his partner was shot. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, who shows up at the hospital because his partner was shot, and then he's put in control. Um, he's not put in control. There's nobody's in control of anything in this movie. <laughs> That's only one of yeah. the Not even the director. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, there's apparently a evil thing of Mentos crawling out of a man's mouth. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was gross. It, that is released by children because a uh, nurse needs to get some hanky-panky on. Um, I don't understand the plot of this movie, and I watched it. Have you seen, have you seen the South Park where uh, Cartman figures out how to shit out of his mouth? Yes. That's what yeah. that scene looks like. That's what I yeah. thought. I was like, oh, it's going to make you poop out of your mouth. That's what this movie's about. Ugh. Yeah. So I think this this... IMDb says that this is about a giant monstrous insect that's eating people in a quarantined hospital. Okay. Sure, but when you watch it, 
God only knows what's happening. <laughs> well, it's really about an old lady that collects plants. Right, who saves the day by drinking whiskey. That's <laughs> 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 she solves the problem. Who and really, knows? that's why I can get behind this movie. <laughs> you didn't get to that point, Kevin. <laughs> no, although it doesn't surprise me. I, in the first 13 minutes, and I, I tracked this, I counted five legitimate storylines that they could have gone <laughs> yeah. with. And it just, it was one And they after... chose killer crazy insect. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get to finish it. And as horrible as it is, I've got to go back and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't hold back on spoilers because I'm old. I'll forget. But look, uh... we watched this on YouTube. Nobody saw what happened. <laughs> yeah. You can't tell what's going on. It's yeah. crazy. And I can I've seen enough movies where the audio is not synced, so I can get past that. God, that's it, one of my pet peeves. Like I, I told Tom, I just pretend it's dubbed. It's foreign language. Oh, there you it's go. in Canadian and it's dubbed. And I spent oh, hey guys, like the, uh, and that and that actually that is the only thing that got me through this. <laughs> I spent the first twenty years of my life watching movies in that quality, so this doesn't bother me. Your, I think Patrick is trying to add himself, guys. Well, don't have to be that good. Oh, he's just in time to talk about the best movie we watched this month. Oh, yeah. he didn't watch Blue Monkey. <laughs> oh, that's right. So he's just in time to talk about the only movie he didn't watch. He's just in yeah. time to <laughs> There he is. Hello. Is there anybody? <laughs> the Blue Monkey got him. What Blue Monkey? <laughs> <laughs> the one from the kid's dream. <laughs> Did you watch the movie, Stephen? I did. I, well, I didn't watch all of it. Oh, you have to get all the way to the end. Oh, I got to the end. <laughs> you skipped to the end. I just skipped the middle part. <laughs> did you fall asleep? Uh, a little bit of falling asleep, a little bit of not caring. <laughs> I was invested until uh, whiskey saved the day and I'd learned enough. <laughs> <laughs> you were vindicated. Yeah. All right, well, let's continue. Yeah. Um, Patrick's on the call. Steve, uh, okay. Yes. He is. He is, but he's not responding. I don't know if he just he's pulling a Brian. He just wants to listen like, to our voices. So, Steve, how did you feel about Blue Monkey? <sighs> yeah, this was a junk January movie, and I was conf- I was confused, angry, a little hurt uh, <laughs> that Nate made us watch this in November because November is my favorite month, and Nate ruined that month. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it was seemed... suggested to me by Patrick Stewart so. <laughs> That's while we were having dinner. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to watch movies that where the quality's like, and I don't mean like production value. I mean the actual film quality is not great, especially when the production value is also not great. <laughs> um, I don't know what to make of this. I did. I didn't enjoy. Normally, with the, I think because of the mindset. I wasn't going into this expecting kind of a junk January type of movie, so I oh, didn't really? I didn't enjoy it. Um, I was expecting you know something watchable, and it was it was not it was not watchable. It was absurd. The husband to the pregnant lady was oh you know God. basically that comedy, farcical this comedy. That, that's yeah, just, the little yeah. comedy stuff. The old ladies being drunk, and it it was that was a. Uh, that was uh, Joe Flaherty and Robin Duke of SCTV fame. Yeah. Really embarrassing themselves. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I was in the right mindset to watch this movie, so I did not enjoy it at all. Nothing about it. I, you know, this was one of the few times where 
I'm with Brian. All those kids should be shot. They're terrible. <laughs> uh, Did you guys see Sarah Polly? Already have terminal cancer. Yeah, Sarah yeah, Polly. Yeah, well, yeah, so it's not that big of a deal because you shoot them. <laughs> Sarah Polly was a little blonde girl. Yeah, I didn't see that. I got nothing from this movie, and that's why I about 40 minutes, 45 minutes into it, I, I just kind of tuned out. I couldn't do any more. You didn't miss much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the quality, the picture forgetting the fact that it was unsynced. The picture quality yeah. was so bad. I was like, am I like grateful that I can't see these visual effects? Or is it possible that was like the only saving grace of the movie? And I think it probably wasn't. <laughs> so you're saying it's a good thing I didn't watch it? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Turns out that was a smart move, huh? No, no, yeah. for very different reasons. You son of a bitch. You Why? ruined Steve's gold star. You ruined my gold star, yep. And you gave Tom a gold star, but you took yep. one away from Steve. <laughs> you son of a bitch. So, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> also, <laughs> what the hell is up, uh, Patrick, with you giving yourself such a high grade right there on the place? Because real, I like what I do. I mean, what kind of... <laughs> You're apparently the only one. No, um, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that movie mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. What is interesting is that Blue Monkey, it did make my bottom five for 1987. Uh, <laughs> but What's it's it still, right above uh, Straight to Hell. <laughs> Take that, Patrick. You can get on the podcast and Tom's already thrown shade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's above Straight to Hell. It's above uh, Leonard Part Six. It's actually above Straight to Hell? Okay. Yep. Never mind. It is. <laughs> Uh, I actually, if those two came up against each other, I'd probably choose Straight to Hell, to be honest. But over Leonard Part it, Six, yeah, I agree. No, I would not choose it over. I'd Leonard probably choose Straight I, to Hell over Blue Monkey. Yeah, this. Is, I would choose Straight to. I would not choose Leonard Part Six over this. No way. No, no, no. Uh, I would choose Straight to Hell over Leonard Part Six. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I this one other. I forget what it was. Uh, prom Night, one of the Prom Night sequels, I think. Um, and then Redneck Zombies is my bottom for the year. Which Steve can attest to that. Oh, yeah, that's awful. I didn't realize that was 1986. 87, yeah. Steve and I watched that together, and I think it got to a point where we both looked at each other and we were just like, let's turn this off. Yeah. But Blue Monkey, one of the other problems with it is that so many, no, this happens sometimes in schlocky horror movies. Like, people make bad decisions, right? But people make really bad decisions in this movie, like allowing Don Lake to be in it. Um, Don Lake is funny in, like, Christopher Guest movies. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have much to work with here, but man. And, and he, the decisions he makes are just awful. Like this this insect, this giant rubber insect has tried to kill him three times. And he still keeps like, I just think I need to get closer and take more pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, I just I just hope it cuts off the rest of your hair, Don Lake. And, and, and he's, yeah, he's supposed to be like the insect expert. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. He has, and I, I only have this in front of me because I was texting Steve while I was watching this. <laughs> um, there's a scene where he, he calls it, he says, oh, it's a hermaphrodite. You know, it has Yeah, how the hell without, does he know that? <laughs> he's watching, whatever. He calls it hermaphrodite. Two seconds later, he's, he keeps talking about the female creature. Oh, the male creature keeps protecting the female creature. And, but my favorite scene is a little later. He's, he says this, um, something, I'm paraphrasing paraphrasing insects are different from animals because they're 80 percent liquid and muscle <laughs> with very few organs <laughs> like totally blowing over the fact that 
A, insects or animals, and B, muscles or organs. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I did like about this was um, the uh, the Canadians' idea of a riot. Like, with everybody politely banging on the glass door, like, oh, we don't break it, you know, like, just be careful. Eh? And, like, John Vernon stepping out to the police, calmly going back in. Yeah, nothing, everything. You kind of talked about it, but every decision in this movie is so incompetent. Yeah. It's like they quarantine the hospital without, like, making sure that nobody's panicking from inside, like, Right, without they're, even knowing what they're quarantining. Yeah, they're shooting people that are climbing out the windows. They're like they're burning down the greenhouse that contains the only <laughs> piece of like ground zero evidence they have for what this creature is. Just instantly, yeah, just burn it down. Just get rid of it's it. It's like this movie relies so heavily on just gross incompetence at every level. Yeah, and then they zap it with lasers. But of course, when the uh, oh, when the girl does it, it's wrong. But then when the guy gets up there. He manages to get it in the right spot. And meanwhile, Don Lake's rolling around. Hit it in the eyes! In the eyes! Like, insects then, don't have more than one. And yeah. then somehow it blows up. <laughs> and then we spent five minutes watching some kind of puppet, like, just being pulled around the room. One of the things that's always fun about sometimes watching these old 80s and 70s horror movies are to see the, the physical effects, right? They, yeah. they don't always match up to the thing level, but you do even get sometimes some really schlocky, cool physical effects. And this one, it's clearly just a guy in a bad Halloween costume, twitching. So it's, like a giant, it's just an ant. It's just a giant mantis or something. I'm yeah. curious why you, how you came across this, why you chose it. That's, I don't have that any, was more of my curiosity than anything else. I feel like I saw this on some list of like forgotten or buried horror films, which when I'm bored and I got like 10 minutes, I'll take a quick look at. Yeah. Because... I just have huge lists of movies I can throw on this podcast for fun at some point. And so that this this was one that I just had written down as some long forgotten Canadian horror movie. Um, this does yeah. appear on a lot of like hidden gems of horror lists. Right. Yep. And I yeah. don't know how, but because it does. it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. and I, have those... I actually have. I want. I don't want to say an interesting relationship with this movie, but. I used to rank this on my flip chart, and then after a while, I just removed it because I wasn't sure I had seen all of it. And I, I had definitely seen at least parts of it on the Sci-Fi Channel, like back in the '90s. Um, like I remember the when part where the running. yeah, I remember the part where they're like the the mantis creatures like attacking them, and then the lab worker walks in and he's like, "Is anybody in here?" Yeah. <laughs> immediately gets killed and they're and and the main character's like oh thank god he walked in because now we're alive and right and they they, they run away oh good a distraction yeah and then the intestines fall from the ceiling yeah yeah i remember that part very clearly but the rest of it i'm like i probably didn't see as much of this as i thought i did so in in a weird perverse way i'm glad you chose this just so i could put it back on my flick chart but and you're welcome yeah all right um so let's grade this um, I'm giving this an F. This is a terrible <laughs> <point>. <laughs> Like, I just need, like, I feel like that's, that's my apology. Like, I fully know what I did. I watched it. Uh, Tom, Tom, what grade would you give this movie? Uh, I am also going to give this an F. Okay. Uh, F for funky. Funky monkey. Kevin, what grade would you give this movie? With what I've seen so far, I'm going to give it a D. 
That could go up if there's a dead girl. Kevin can make out. <laughs> what? Don't, don't, ask. don't ask. I missed something. Okay. You, you heard me. All right. You'll just have to listen uh, to the whole thing. Uh, yeah. You're going to make me listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> want to get in on the secret, yeah. I'm glad the you short version is Kevin likes to say. make out with dead girls because they can't run away. That's <laughs> that's the short version. So, you know. Okay. I mean, that is a valid point. <laughs> Very logical. Exactly. It makes sense. <laughs> totally See? fucked up, but it makes sense. <laughs> Steven, what grade would you give this movie? Yes. I feel like if I had gone into this knowing what I was getting, I could have enjoyed it. Even then, though, there's not there's so much of it is kind of boring at the beginning. All right, well, with um, three Fs and a D, that gives Blue Monkey a D minus. For our consensus, I wrote this movie is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's that's pretty good. This movie is terrible. I wrote. Don't believe the B movie hype. But it gave us Sarah Polly. I feel like she probably would have been in another movie at some point. I don't feel like this is what launched her career. <laughs> they were like, oh, good. Yeah, I remember that person in Blue Monkey. Let's let her act and write movies. All right. We are going to do some movie questions. Yes. Or let's... add this to Flipchart. Yeah. Movie questions. We definitely should do some movie questions about this yeah. movie. Okay. Um, what has to change to make this the worst movie you've ever seen? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I already said it wasn't my bottom of the year. Even if I'm thinking about like redneck zombies, I guess what it would need is a scene of a backwoods kind of character talking to himself about whether or not he should have sex with the bottom half of a dismembered woman. What? Yeah. That yeah. Don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That would make. Or uh, you know. Flamethrower to a school bus full of children. Yeah. You know. Literally killing a dog would probably do it too. Yeah, yeah. The scene of baby chicks getting thrown into a meat grinder. That kind of thing. What? That's in that movie. Yeah. And it's not simulated. Redneck zombies. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. That's why we turned it off. That is when we turned it off. Like, no. It's done. All right. Blue Monkey, what scene from this movie would you want in your dreams? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it kind of uh, looks like my dreams you know they're kind of hazy the audio isn't all synced up you know so I probably have dreamt stuff like this but you wake up and you're going what the hell did I just think of yeah, it's kind of this movie what the hell did I just watch this could have been an interesting comedy of just like two old women getting trashed and causing <laughs> havoc in a hospital. See that? Yeah, that that would be a good movie. And yeah. then there's like a monster in the background behind them, and these yeah. two women just don't notice that one of them's blind. Like a yeah. Tucker and Dale versus Evil kind of thing, where they just don't realize it and they keep thwarting the monster on accident. That could have been fun. <laughs> somehow I, I picture the the Benny Hill yeah yakety sex. Every now and then a girl in lingerie runs by. You know, keep it interesting. How important is this movie to cinema history? What, basically the Citizen Kane of, what was it? Schlock. No, that's... Exploitation. Because that's, uh, this is, this is we, we've said, this is cited on a lot of the, like, lists. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, do people watch these movies that they put on <laughs> these lists? No. This was part of the post-Aliens spate of Aliens-type movies where 
people are in an isolated area. Again, it's like a bottle episode, trying to survive some creature that's hunting them down. Right. But so much of it is contrived to force them into that bottle. They aren't, unlike Green Room, where we understand why they get locked in the room. Mm-hmm. Right. But I noticed that while just while watching it, like the director even said that he was inspired by aliens to make this movie. And his main character's name is Bishop. Oh, yeah. Of course. It is. All right. Let's add Blue Monkey to our flip chart. I've got it up here. <laughs> got to brag about something. Um, you know, I can't be like Kevin over there with his weird habits. <laughs> years of cultivation. You you can be someday. <laughs> can be. It's an option available, I guess. Hard work and persistent yep. creepiness. You too. <laughs> Hard work, persistent creepiness, and a basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I'm lacking. That's the only thing stopping you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Wait a second. A padded room in a barn that really, I, I could scream as loud as I could, and I don't think the neighbors would hear. It's like, Kevin, oh my Kevin God. does have a second house somewhere. <laughs> Some, somewhere. Yeah. I've heard of this. The podcast house. where no one yeah. hears you scream. Yeah. <laughs> but it's better than silence. Whatever. Yeah. That's our new slogan, Patrick. It's better, better than it's better than silence. <laughs> Brian came up with it. <laughs> he turned us on for white noise. <laughs> oh, I should. You've literally been successful at what I was trying to do, so it's great. <laughs> he's been, he's been here the whole time. This is always done. Turn on the podcast. Turn on the podcast. Fall asleep. It's how yeah. I go to sleep. It's good. It's totally good. Oh yeah. Molly listens to a podcast called Sleep with Me or Sleepwalk, not Sleepwalk with Me. Sleep with Me, something like that. It's like, Sleep but it's, it's, it's two very different things. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, they are. A child's yeah. podcast called Sleep With Me? I, she probably shouldn't be listening to that. No. Yeah, good parenting there, Patrick. You know, these kids, you gotta let them do what they want to do. What kind it's of all Catholic priests <laughs> talking the entire time. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's this guy just like reading really boring, telling, Horribly boring stories in a really monotone voice. You know, oh, I yeah. I actually I actually do listen to ASMR a lot. Huh. That's basically what that is. I mean, okay, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, flip chart. Um, <laughs> so the first matchup on flip chart for Blue Monkey is the commitments. I haven't seen Blue it. Monkey. I really feel like it's an underappreciated gem. <laughs> <laughs> the commitments. The the podcast is called Sleep with Me, by the way. It is. Oh, yeah. it is. It is. That's what I thought. It's called. Yeah. That's what, I had that yeah, podcast really that puts you to sleep. That out. This, <laughs> yeah, it's sure. a podcast that puts you to sleep. They might need to rethink. Oh, that but thing. it's not like four it's kids. Only, it's only hour two. The subliminal stuff starts kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> is it specifically for kids, or is it just no? Gen- no, oh, okay. kids. No, it's okay. just like a like yeah. It's meant to put you to sleep, and we just. It's found for it. married women who don't have attended husbands. <laughs> I should have Kate stop listening to it. <laughs> she refuses. Yeah, whatever. Is it like that, uh, that thing it says that says on did? it? Need an active listener? We're here for you. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it like that thing they they did on the Super Bowl a few years ago where they made a it was like dreaming with Jeff and it's just Jeff Bridges like 
making weird weird sounds like in, in talking to you. Oh, I, I remember that. No, that's not what it is. But yeah, I remember that. That would try to fall asleep to that. Hey, can I take a bathroom break or are we going to... Oh, let's no. do this. Here, we'll, we'll, no. we'll get through this. Next Hold up, uh, Blue Monkey or John Wick Chapter 2? John Wick. John Wick. John Wick. I, I don't know. I just really feel like people need to give Blue Monkey a <laughs> second chance. <laughs> John Wick's good and all, but... <laughs> but chapter two, they made a sequel to uh, that. Blue Monkey or Firestarter? Come on, people, I want to hear it. Firestarter. 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 Any day of the week. Firestarter <laughs> unanimously. I can see this smile on Kevin's face. Oh I'm yeah, ear to ear. Blue Monkey or now we're getting to the dregs. Hey, ain't you a dinosaur? <laughs> I know that's not its title. But maybe it should have been. We're back. Blue Monkey, we're back. It had that one um, scene where he treats a car as a skateboard that had music in it and was watchable. At least We're Back was designed for kids. And yeah. watchable. That gives it an excuse, yeah. Right. It has it's a, a kid terrifying it end scene. About. Yeah, that is, that is kind of a strangely just bizarre movie. Blue Monkey or Far Cry? Far Cry. Blue Monkey. I don't think I've seen Far wow. Cry. I'm going to go Far Cry. I don't. I I don't understand your guys's appreciation of that movie. I don't appreciate don't it. it. It's a terrible movie. Uwe Boll yeah. is absolutely awful, but so is Blue Monkey. But yeah. I do remember. Didn't that, they give Far Cry like a C, or was that Dead or Alive? Like a, Dead or Alive. <laughs> De- Dead or Alive got a C, but Far Cry I think got a few Ds. Yeah. 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 I I didn't. It wasn't. I was expecting complete and utter like ineptitudes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's and, a, and there was a, there was at least one action scene that I enjoyed. Yeah, and that's what I hold on to. Now it's mind you, we are still at the this blue monkey is plummeting. Um, so like yeah. we are way down here. We're in no way saying that Far Cry is great. It's a far cry yeah. from that. In <laughs> uh, <laughs> three years, waiting for that one. <laughs> um, blue monkey or Blues Brothers two thousand. Blues Brothers two thousand. Yeah. Blue- Blues Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Again, right. there, again, there's like a scene or two. Yeah. 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 It has it ha- has that good ending. Like, uh, music, mm-hmm. yeah. John Goodman seeing the blues was kind of cool. Yeah. Oh gosh, guys. This is bottom ten. Yeah. Yeah. My bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blue Monkey or Simon Says. <sighs> Simon Says. <laughs> Wait. No. I. I was listening no, to I'm a podcast. Go. Has anybody listened to um, Stuff You Should Know? They do uh, this. Uh, I have. They did so. So they did a podcast on waterbeds and how waterbeds were sold as like a super sexy experience. And all I could think about was the sex scene in Science. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Where he has like the light show fixtures, yeah. like while he's. It's like and he's on a waterbed. Yeah. <laughs> stage assisted. Uh, it's sex. so yeah. weird. <laughs> Bring in the roadies. We want to have foreplay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I'm going to go uh, Blue Monkey. Two things that should never be said in the same sentence. Roadies and foreplay. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, I'm going to go Blue Monkey too because Blue Monkey doesn't have Dane Cook. Yeah, that, I, honestly, oh, when you said yeah. that, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, well, Blue Monkey doesn't have Dane I Cook. I forgot so. about that. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will also say Blue Monkey. Yeah. Bad even for Dane Cook. Yeah. Wow, it's the one time that Dane Cook has been used to win an argument. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So Blue Monkey wins for the first time against Simon Says. Blue uh, Monkey or Checkmate. You know, we never actually did talk about the title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Why is this called Blue Monkey? Because one kid at one point in one scene says it's probably a blue monkey. Well, a, a lot of these posters that I see coming up, they all say, like, insect on them, where, like, you clearly yeah. know the director's like, whoops, yeah, Blue Monkey's a dumb title, but... Um, not he, as he dumb as Green been, Monkey. Not as dumb as Green Monkey. That, that would have been ridiculous. Right. Because at no point is this ever discussed, ever. I'm gonna... Yeah, jeez, I don't know. I'm gonna go checkmate, because Sean Astin tried to elevate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> he just wasn't yeah. successful. I'm going to go Blue Monkey because Sean Astin should have known better. Uh, Danny Glover should have known, known better. Yeah. I don't feel like Vinny Jones knows better. <laughs> no, he's just happy to be in the movies. Vinny Jones is happy to be in movies. Yeah, yeah. 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 and not jail. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> not jail, exactly. I have a weird bias toward like unknown sci-fi from like the 80s, which in no way makes this a good movie, but... Like, in terms of one total crap fest against another one? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for the one from the 80s that Nate had yeah. to dig up. Yeah. <laughs> you got to find something. I can apologize to. for the for a, for a bad, bad, poorly made horror movie. Um, like you said, this might be semi-fun to watch with a group. Checkmate, even with a group, would be painful, even to riff on it. By the way, we're the 30-second user to rank Blue Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I was number 31. That tells I'm you saying. that all those damn lists it's showing up on? Yeah. You guys are liars. I'm calling you out, list makers. I'm coming for you, BuzzFeed. That's right. <laughs> well, they're, they're wrong about the gem part, but they're right about the buried part. Yeah, they are. Blue Monkey wins it again. Blue Monkey or Leonard Part 6? Blue Monkey. Blue Monkey. Blue Monkey is now at 596 on our flick chart out of 604 movies. So wow. just out of the top ten. Yeah. It is the <laughs> worst film we've ever seen. Yeah. It is above, it is apparently better than Straight to Hell, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, and Ghosts Can't Do It. Oh, so it's uh, it's higher than Straight to Hell on our chart, too. Yes. <laughs> it, is the, it is worse than George Washington, another movie I picked. Yes. Fateful Findings, mm. and Under the Rainbow. And only one of those is a drunk January pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are going to come back and tell you what we are watching next podcast. Okay. So next month I get to start off with the picks. Uh, and years ago when, when I started this, I, I was thinking back to uh, my high school days when uh, a group of us used to get together and actually go to the video store, cock our heads sideways and read movie titles for a while and then find a, a horror movie um, <laughs> that had, a, let's say, low production value to it, B-horror movies. And we used to watch some crazy stuff, and, and it's it, it didn't matter that you saw the whole thing. You just had a good time watching it and making fun of it. There was one, I can remember the title, and I'm going to say this now. I think I may be confusing the title of one with the plot of another, but I don't <laughs> care. So I'm choosing B-horror movies as my theme. And uh, for next month, we're going to watch 1982 classic called Pieces. Um, 
I say classic. To some, it's a classic. To others, <sighs> uh, it's brand new. So it's. Um, I'm looking at this now. I just I just watched like 20 slasher movies, and I like I was done with slashers for a while. Almost. How did you miss? So close. One more. One more. Uno mas. Uh, so in this Spanish horror movie, yeah, the title kind of goes along. You think pieces, you think puzzle, jigsaw puzzle. Hey, let's make a human jigsaw puzzle. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. And uh, Stephen, you're going to fill in for Patrick I'm next time like I did this time. By the way, you're welcome, Patrick. You always bought Thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I will find a way to pay you back. Although, given what you've said about your proclivities, um, I don't think I don't think I'll ever be able to. So just accept my. Just thanks. grab a shovel, Patrick. You can get to something that Kevin's interested in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You just got to dig down. If you um, care, you'll dig deep. Why is she? That or a what? fifth of Jameson, either one works. Okay, either. Okay. That's... One will get me to the other, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm a little wary of this unrated European slasher movie. This is going to be really hard to watch. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, I don't know. Uh, so mm-hmm. the theme is B-horror movies? Yes, B-horror and... movies. <laughs> 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 and, uh, so there's a kind of a classic, classic in this genre, Slither, which uh, mm. I've wanted to get on the podcast for a long time. I kind of not sure. I mean, I I don't know how people are going to react to it, but I wasn't sure if it was a ringer or not. Um, but whatever. It's uh, James Gunn, James Gunn's first movie, I believe. And as a director, yeah. As a director, yeah. He's been a writer. And uh, starring Nathan Fillion, one of Hollywood's most underrated actors, Elizabeth Banks, Michael Rooker, and others. And uh, Pam Beasley's in it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pam Beasley? Yeah. Nice. It's a, it's a, this is just a sort of, kind of, we've, what we talked a lot about over the last couple podcasts, sort of not necessarily innovative, but really great examples of their genre. And this is, in my opinion, that is just a really good example of the B horror movie. Yeah, it's both. It's actually it's like both an alien invasion and a zombie movie. Which yeah. Is too, so. So join us next month in B horror movies. <laughs> yeah. You say B horror movies? B horror. He wants us to. He wants us to all of ourselves be our best horror movie. Buried cinemas. B horror. <laughs> um, it's better than silence. It's better. <laughs> but Kevin really prefers you not talking. <laughs> <laughs> this tied that all that together, all in one like little rant. They say blue and green should not be seen, but he's not together. They found Go lay down. Daddy wants to watch TV.